Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut in life or in a dead-end job with no progression? I'm Jerry Dugan, and welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that offers you the motivation, inspiration, and practical tools to help you build a life worth living. Join me as I share encouraging stories and actionable advice on how to get out of your rut in life and create a vision for your future. Life is just too short to live stuck in a rut. Here we go. So what do you do if you feel like your life is stuck in a rut? If you follow this guest's advice, you'll take bold, audacious action. We're going to talk about what that framework is all about. My special guest on this episode is Audley Stevenson. He was the former commissioner for the National Basketball League in Canada. He's also the host of the Audacious Living podcast, which I've been a guest of, and he's also a father of three children. We're going to be talking about his joining the National Basketball League, his passion for podcasting and broadcast. But more importantly, we're going to talk about the bold framework and how that can help you get your life unstuck and live it to your fullest potential. So grab a notebook and a pen because here we go. All right. Oddly, I'm glad that we're able to jump on this call. How are you doing? Jerry, I'm great, man. It's good to be here. Good to connect with you again. And yeah, this is good. Long overdue, but we made it. We right? Made it. Yeah. We pulled it off. Uh, we had a bunch of different things come up throughout the uh, the last few months, but we we got it. And I mean, nothing was going to stop me. I think, I don't know if you saw my last email. I was like, plenty of letters left in the alphabet if we got to reschedule. And then you're like, no, I'm coming on right now. Like, perfect. I'm here. Awesome. Awesome. That's <laughs> uh, true. Right here. Determination, my friend. Determination. Yes. Yeah. Hey, fortune favors the bold, right? Um, ah, very nice. Oh, hey. Yeah. I didn't mean to do that, but that, that worked perfectly. <laughs> I love that. Um, and everybody else, you're going to see exactly what I meant in, in a moment. Uh, so, oddly, and I met through something called Podmatch. You guys have heard a lot right. about that. Uh, he had me as a guest on his show, The Audacious Living Podcast. We talked about servant leadership. And when we were done, before we were even done, I was thinking in my head, I got to have him on Beyond the Rut. Got to have him on Beyond the Rut. And so that's why we're here now. And and I'm glad you're able to make the time off. Yes. Thank you. No, no, I really, I, again, I, 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 I loved uh, the fluidness of the conversation that we had. Um, I thought you were very, and you're again, you're, you're a wonderful orator. So you, you spoke beautifully and shared some really powerful stories. And uh, I appreciate that. So the fact that we have an opportunity to do this again and replicate that is just, it's just a thrill. So thank you, Jerry. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. And then that episode led to other interviews to talk about uh, servant leadership. And you don't Love know it. this, but I know this because I've experienced it. But since okay. that interview did with me, okay. I went on a ruck march. I was thinking about, you know, what kind of leadership development workshops can I deliver? What, what's that one thing I can help leaders with? Yep. And so during that march, maybe it was the delirium, the heat of Texas. I don't know. Uh, but it hit me like, Jerry, you love camping. You've got a lot of military stories. You connect the two in relation to servant leadership. What if you could communicate servant leadership in a framework that people could remember and uh, and apply? And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Leadership tent, T-E-N-T. Ah. Uh, so the... the and, and, you know, the fastest and easiest way to prop a tent up is to stake out the corners first. And so if a leader comes in and approaches leadership with um, trust building first, empowering others through their voice and their decision making and actions, yep. uh, na- help them navigate for success in their careers 
and then thrive together, celebrate their wins, whether it's in life or their career. Love it. If you approach leadership in that way, it doesn't matter what exact tools or guidelines, uh, props that you use to, to make yep. it happen. Those four intentions around leadership uh, are essentially servant leadership. And I was like, yeah. I just got to debut that yesterday with a healthcare love organization. It. They loved it. And just when I was thinking, I wonder if they're getting it or if it's just really campy that I showed up with a tent and propped a tent up in the middle of this presentation. <laughs> and at the end, one of the ladies said, I realize as we're going through this tent framework that one of the things I want to do is just delegate left and right, but I haven't done enough trust building to get people mm. to believe in what I have set aside for them is for their benefit as well as the organizations. I need to do more trust building. And when she said that, I was about to give her a hug in front of everybody. I love it. I love it. So thank you for having me on your show because it eventually led to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no. I, I, so so you're, you're welcome. I just as I did, just as planned. I don't know. I can't <laughs> take care of that. But but I do. I, I I do love the way you're able to break something down in a, in, a, in a easy digestible format. And and I suspect uh, uh, so it's trust, empowerment, navigate, and thrive. Right. Yes. Ted, really easy. I got off the bat there. Uh, what what I, what I like about that uh, uh, is that the entry point it, it can come at a different plate periods, right? And oftentimes it depends on where you are, right? Yeah. And what you know, and what what's what areas that you need to shore up for yourselves. And all leaders are different. They're all uh, they've got different specialties, uh, uh, interests, um, areas that they want to improve upon. So to be able to work with that framework in that manner. Uh, I think it's great. So great, good job. I love it. Thank I you. love it. Thank you. And and everybody, this is like the benefit of talking to somebody who has over twenty five years experience in leadership. Oddly, just picked right up and and had a conversation with me right there, <laughs> having never seen <laughs> this framework before. No. Uh, so awesome. you are currently with the NBL in Canada, yeah. and so officially the first person on this show to have that background uh, to go. And so you you work as a basketball executive. Tell yeah. us about the NBL and what led. What led you to the NBL in Canada? That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, the story. Um, there's always a story, Jerry. Right? Nothing never just happened. At the and sometimes that story is a series of, of steps and paths and decisions that have been made along the way. Um, you know, there's an expression I heard very recently where you know life. Um, life. When you live life forward, it's an art. When you stop and look back, it's a science. Right? Everything connected. Everything. You know, I had to do this to get here. I had to do that to do that. But in the moment, you know, we were making all we were doing in that moment was making the best possible decision with the information that we had with how we were feeling in that time. And so, but things again in life, I do have a way of coming together. And and in my in my case, uh, you know, NBL Canada, um, which is, is the National Basketball League of Canada, it's Canada's longest running pro basketball league, uh, similar sir, to if you're familiar with the NBA uh, uh, G League, the developmental league. Very, very similar. In fact, we've got a lot of players that come from that league that want to come to Canada. Um, and, and if you think about it, uh, you know, having a basketball, a, a pro basketball league. So if you then bear in mind, the NBA is at the top level, right? Like that's where everyone wants to go to. But then you got those next tiers of leagues. And oftentimes, a lot of those leagues are, are, are overseas, right? And in Europe and across uh, a pond, if you will. And, and so having a similar league in Canada is very very entertaining for individuals and inviting because you're you're closer to home. So if you're if you're in the states and you want you want to be closer to all them play pro basketball, it makes a lot of sense. And so uh, we, we've got we we, we you know we, we have a, a wide number of players from all over the world, quite frankly, that you know look for these such opportunities 
in, in 2011 is when the, the first year of the league, the league had gotten started. It was inaugural season 2011. And prior to that, I had dabbled my, you know, my, in, in the podcasting game. In fact, um, the very first podcast that I launched uh, was in 2008. Uh, these days, podcasts are like a business card. Everyone's got one, right? But back then, it was a new technology. It was brand new. You know, you know, I, 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 I couldn't tell you what I was really doing. I, I'm sure if I dug up that very first episode, I sounded terrible. Uh, but it was, you know, that's what it was, right? And so, me and a buddy of mine, we, we launched this podcast. It ran for five years. Uh, we, we covered the NBA in great, de- great depth. Um, the cool thing with that podcast is that we were the first media credential podcast by the Toronto Raptors, which then gave us permission to go in the locker room and interview players and, and you oh. know. Yeah, the media scrums and all these crit and for and for and for a, 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 a hardcore you know, basketball fan, that was a thrill. That was like, you know, you can take me now, Lord, I'm good. Like that kind of moment, <laughs> right? Because it was, you know, you, you'd reach the pinnacle, if you will. Um, what I didn't know, there was so much more to accomplish. And that wasn't the top, and that wasn't the peak. And so, um, in, in 2011, uh, the NBA was a, it was a lockout year for the NBA, which meant no basketball. And and I decided to look at different things I can do. And I had all these newfound talents and skills that I've been owning over the, the last five years or so or in about that time. And I turned my attention to the NBL Canada and I never, ever looked back. I, I came in as a volunteer. I said to them, hey, look, I can do this for you. And the reason why I know I can do it for you, because I was just doing it in the NBA. And by the way, you know, I'm the first ever media credential podcast by the Raptors. So you got to give me some clout here, right? Like, these are things that I sold them on. They they loved it. They took me on. And, and again, I, I, was, I, was, I was a volunteer, but it gave me that opportunity to sort of get my foot in, if you will. And I, 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 I worked hard. I, I was passionate about what I did. Um, I put my skills and wares on display. And I was a benefit to the organization. And throughout that, and, and so throughout my growth, uh, with NBL Canada, uh, I was appointed to the position of deputy commissioner in 2017. So six years later, uh, they asked me to be the, the deputy commissioner. And then uh, three years after that, they asked me to be, I was, I was appointed the commissioner, unanimously voted by the board of directors. Uh, I was a commissioner of the league. And, and so that, 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 you know, that, that, that journey uh, was essentially sort of what got me to where I was and, and where I am now. And really, I, I, I it, it, like and, and, it's, and you know, Jerry, I I, I do a lot of uh, t- talks at, at uh, um, uh, post secondary institutions, um, sports management programs, and uh, and the reality is, you know, the, the, you know, commissioner jobs are they're, they're, you know they're not a whole lot of them floating around, and so the oh, question oh, I oh. oftentimes get asked is like, hey, how did you get there, and how can I be a commissioner? And uh, you know, it just goes back to the adage: nothing substitutes hard work, right? But it's more than just hard work. It's also uh, that that passion I talked about, and how important that is to come in with with your best. And it, whether it leads you to commissioner job or somewhere else, it's important that you do that. Because quite frankly, you know, you don't know where things will go. You don't know. You have any, and you, but you still you take that risk. You take that chance. You demonstrate a bit of boldness, and you try anyways. Yeah, I love that. And um, I mean, you just saw the opportunities when they opened up and said. Either A, this is the right thing for me to go after, or that is not a, a good thing for me to go after. So you didn't like, Jay, it sounds like you didn't just chase any old opportunity that popped up. You, you saw the opportunities yeah. and weighed what they could do for you and your life and your career. And yeah. 
then made a decision from there. And I know a lot of folks, they, they'll choose a career because, oh, the pay yeah. will be bigger or better. And then they get there and they're like, oh, this job sucks. It's right. like, that's why they're offering more pay. <laughs> they they needed something to bring you in and now they got yes. you. And yes, yes. You got to figure out where to go from there. Or it's like, oh, man, I'm working long hours. and uh, But it's the title I want and the, you know, yep. the, the company car. and and that's not always the best thing to do. And and so all that, it sounds like you're in a great spot and you've been on this nice trajectory for the last over a decade where yeah. things just fell into place. But I have a feeling that it's because you have this dedication to live an audacious life, you know, like Absolutely. your current podcast is named uh, and you've got this framework, uh, BOLD, B-O-L-D. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not saying that for you, oddly. I'm saying that for everybody else listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, walk us through, like, how did the, the bold framework come to be and how you apply it to your life every day? So so I'm going to take a step back because, again, you know, the origin stories are always important here, Jerry, as you know, and understand how we have come to be. And so I'm on this path, right? As you said, I'm on this this merry path and I'm, I'm enjoying myself. And in 2020, when we, we all know what happened, March 2020, when the world stopped because of this thing called the pandemic. And I, I remember, I remember having a very, very difficult time, and and uh, and and you know, having a form of depression, not being able to do the things that I love, uh, the thing that got me gets me gets me jumping out of bed. It was taken from us, and it was taken from me, and that's exactly how I felt. And I remember some days just being very lethargic and not knowing what to do, and not really, you know, having a lot of energy. And it was through that process of talking about it with a friend of mine, going, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but like ever since I didn't basketball and they're like, oh my gosh, that's what it is. This thing that I love was taken away from me. I can't do it no more. And the thing that fueled me and it got me excited is gone. And so I started, so so, so it was almost like we said, identify the problem. Like, okay, so what can I do about it? It wasn't, I was going to accept it and roll over and go, okay, I'll wait for things to get better. It's what can I do about it? And um I immediately thought, I said, you know what I can do is I can podcast again. I enjoyed podcasting. I liked it. Uh, let me let me look at that. And uh, but 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 I, I I wanted to be very, very deliberate, very intentional about what I chose the podcast to vote. Sure, I could talk about basketball. That's easy. Um I, I, I previously had a, a leadership development podcast. I could talk about leadership. Um once upon a time I had a, a an old school hip hop podcast where I you know I interviewed hip hop artists like Young MC and Tone Loke and Coolio, oh. you know. I could do that too. I gotta but, inst- down. but instead, yeah, there you go. But instead I wanted I, I I wanted to try something different and 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 I started doing an analysis. And then I did this deep dive. I sort of looked back at my life and okay. And and the thing that was that was apparent to me that red thread that exists is that you know in every uh success accomplishment uh every victory i had it was because i demonstrated some sort or some measure of audaciousness right it was pretty audacious to go to a brand new basketball league and sell them on what i could do for them and they didn't and, and i had no idea i had no idea if i could do it or not but i did it and that's how i became commissioner and so that's what started the journey of this audacious living podcast. And, 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 and through that podcast, I really started to key in on some key elements, um, some aspects of, 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 of how we can live our best audacious lives ever. And, um, uh, similar to, to the, the tent framework, I developed the bold framework, B O L D. And the bold framework allows us to identify the, the specific, uh, um, areas that we can focus on. And, and again, similar to Ted, right? Where some people are, are, are some, some areas of, of the framework, it's their strength for them. And 
uh, maybe the other areas aren't as strong. It's very similar with, 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 with the bold framework. So we'll start off with B, which is better than yesterday. And, 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 and that all, all that's about is it's focusing on, on self-improvement. Uh, it's, you know, getting better is an ongoing process. You know, you don't pick a book off the shelf, read it and go, all right, I'm self-improved. I'm good. Right. There's always more in layers we could add to it. Um, you know, recognizing that, you know, the, 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 the top of today's mountain is the bottom of tomorrow's, right? It's, it's, it's an ongoing process. Um, you know, I remember, you know, reading a story. I'm a big basketball fan, as you probably figured out by now. And I remember reading a story, um, uh, the late Kobe Bryant. And, uh, uh, he, he, there, there was a game in which he scored, uh, 81 points against my Toronto Raptors. I'm a, you know, I'm a Toronto guy. And so I support my hometown Raptors and he scored 81 points, which, which was a second highest point total in NBA history. Only, you know, second only to Will Chamberlain who scored a hundred points. Well, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points and the next morning he was at practice. Like, I mean, you think about that. Like you, you, you put up a point total like that. You don't got to go to practice, right? right. Before, like I put up 81 <laughs> points. But the next morning, he was at practice. And, and, and what that tells you is, is, is the high achievers, they're never satisfied with what they've done. It's what they're about to do and what they can do. Yeah. They adopt that better than yesterday sort of mantra, and they move forward. Yeah. The, the, the O in the framework is outlast adversity. And uh, adversity is something that we're all going to face. We're all going to be challenged. We're all going to have difficult times. We're all going to feel crappy in moments. Uh, things are just going to happen that don't make us feel good. We're going to feel challenged. It's incumbent on us that regardless what it is that we're experiencing, that we have to keep going. We have to push through. We don't stop and roll over and say, okay, I've done my part. Um, I, 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 I oftentimes use an analogy of the hills and valleys, right? Where, you know, life is a series of hills and valleys on the top, on the hill, on the top of the hill. Uh, it's great times, the successes, you're enjoying yourself, we're partying, life is grand, right? In the valleys, the valleys will come because again, you know, life is that hills and valleys. So in the valleys, it doesn't feel good. It's unpleasant. It hurts. It might cause us pain. It could be a whole host of things. The reality is that we're not meant to stay in the valley, and we need to make it our goal that, that as quickly as we possibly can to get out of that valley and get back up on top of that hill where we can celebrate. And, and that's why it's so important that we have to outlast adversity. You know, adversity, I oftentimes use the analogy of the boulder in our path, and we need to find a way to go up, over, around, through, and get to the other side of those adverse moments because we need to get back on top of that hill and celebrate. And that makes sense because, uh, like, I used to have a real estate career slash business years mm -hmm. ago. My wife doesn't want me to talk about it, but it, it fits here. <laughs> Sorry, Olivia. I love you. Uh, Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now... Back to the show. 
so what I made you do it. I made you do it. It, it was a perfect. It's it's a it's for it's for the greater good, everybody. <laughs> uh, so something I'd learned uh, because I was in real estate as a realtor from 2006 till about 2011. So that's when the real estate market tanked. And uh, something that was brought up to me is that all the folks that we saw really successful before the the sellers market and that yep. boom prior, uh, they actually were made not during the boom the seller's market, they were made at the previous buyer's market. And they learned with systems and persistence and and resiliency how to succeed in that valley. And because of that, they they not only thrived through that situation, uh, they had the foundation that allowed them to really succeed uh, when the boom years arrived again. And then when the next uh, valley hit, which was in 2006, they were already prepared. They knew to set aside certain things. They already had the systems in place. They tightened up. Uh, they knew what information to look at and metrics. Right. And they were just ready for the next valley. And they knew the valley was going to pass. That was the, probably the biggest difference was that a lot of us who are newer to real estate as a realtor were like, oh, my gosh, I got in. This is horrible. I, yep, yep. This is horrible. Somebody lied to me. And then you see all these guys drop out. But the seasoned folks who've been through valleys before we're like, you know what? This is going to pass. It's going to be about a year or two, and it's going to start climbing again. And all yes. we have to do is just, uh, you know, keep plugging away. Yes. And keep tightening up our systems. We'll be even better when this thing climbs out again. And those guys are, they were doing even better when we had this most recent yes. real estate boom. Uh, and, you know, seeing, reconnecting with them on LinkedIn and Facebook, it was like, wow, that dude's a multimillionaire now. Right. When he started, because we both went to school at the same time to yes. get a real estate license. Yes. Oh, that guy is like ready to retire. Like he doesn't even actually show properties or write contracts himself. He right. hired a whole team of people to do it for him. And he's just living off of that. I'm like, they all learn to thrive and outlast yeah. those valleys, that adversity. Yes. So sorry yeah. to throw you off. Uh, so the no, next no. <laughs> I, I think that, that's fantastic. It really is because adverse, again, adversity is going to come. And, and, and I think that's a really good illustration as to when we do that, you know, the greatness is on the other side. It's just, it's there. It's waiting for us, but we're going to, it's, it's not going to be easy pathway to get there. You know, no, no one in life really has a smooth journey. They might, we might think it is, and maybe on the outside, we're looking going, oh my gosh, this guy's had it easy. He's got, he's got it made. You know, we don't know about those t- times when maybe that individual doubted themselves or, uh, you know, because of this, you know, the social media uh, world that we live in, you know, no one puts all their failures on display or their mishaps or their, you know, their, their down home. They don't do that. We talk when it's good. And so um, as much as we, you know, looking and seeing all oh, that person has it got to, you know, they, they, they got there. They, we don't know. And, and, and their story is their story and ours is ours. And I think that's a, a good segue into the L in the framework, which is live your truth, right? Live your truth. What is meant for you? This is directly tied into us being our authentic selves. I uh, served so the big, the, the, one of the biggest challenges to that is, is comparison. People compare themselves to what others are doing, where they're at, what they have, what they don't have. Uh, uh, they're, they're thinking of a lack mindset as opposed to an abundant. Here, you know, here's what I have. Here, are my strengths are. Here's what I can do. And and, and the reason why I, I'm a big fan, I'm a big fan of the entire firm, I'm a big fan of the L because of the impact we can have on others. And I'll give you a share a quick story. Um, a friend of mine is an accountant here in downtown Toronto. She's an accountant, big corporate firm that she works for. Um, I've been doing it for several years. She doesn't love it. She loves accounting, 
but not working corporate. It doesn't inspire her. It doesn't get her excited. She just just does it because it's her job. Uh, we were talking one day and she was sharing, just sort of talking generally, and she was sharing a story of an accountant whom she knows, I don't, so whom she's heard of rather. She doesn't know her personally. She's heard of her and heard of her story. And uh, the story resonates because it's very similar to her own, whereby she, uh, this individual uh, also worked in the corporate firms, um, didn't like the corporate world, and decided that she's much more uh, interested and passionate about working with small businesses and not-for-profits. And so she she shifted her entire focus. She, she quit her job. Uh, she changed the direction. And uh, as a result of that, she's doing very, very well for herself. But she's also working with a group of individuals whom she loves to be around. And, and, and I remember saying to my friend, pause for a second, stop. Just stop for a second. Think about that woman's perspective. At one point in time or another, when she's on the verge of making a decision, she's probably scared. She was probably nervous. She was probably second-guessing herself. And she probably had some fear. Fear is that the acting for fear is false evidence appearing real, right? You're afraid of something that hasn't happened, but you're just afraid. She probably was going through all those things. But the most important thing that she did is despite that, she made that step anyways. And as a result of her making that step, it's now become a story that inspires you and you're sharing with me. And now I'm sharing with others. So the, the point is, when we live our truth, the, 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 the impacts that we can have and the ripples that we can have are tremendous. And that's why it's so important for us to do so. And then lastly, in the, the framework is the letter D, which is disrupt the norm. Um, I'm talking to all those innovators out there, right? The Steve Jobs and the Bill Gates of the world, you know, those, the people that were told that they, can't, that they can't do something or they shouldn't do something or they're not supposed to do something. Like they're the ones that said, you know, I've got to go off the beaten path here. I've got to try something new. Yeah, everyone else has done it, but there's something over here that I need to try. You know, I need to try out. Um, I oftentimes use the, the analogy of the or the example of, of, the, of the Wright brothers, right? Learning how to fly a plane, right? Imagine how many people told that they were crazy. It couldn't be done. You know, flying is just for the birds. Uh, I mean, you know, how many times did they try? I mean, I'm sure through their journey they had failures and they had mishaps. And I'm sure during those failures and mishaps, people told them again, you can't do it. It's not possible. We can fly. But they proceed anyways. They disrupt the norm. They went off that beaten path. They became their own trailblazers. And now flying is an acceptable part of our life. We all do it. We can't think of what our world is without it. And so, um, you know, that, that, that's, you know that, that's a framework in a nutshell. B-O-L-D, better than you were yesterday. Outlast adversity. Live your truth and disrupt your disrupt the norm, and 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 I and I can tell you that you know if you are able to incorporate these things, and, and maybe you know you can't do them every single day, but if you can incorporate them into your 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 being, and, and until the, until they come to that point where they are part of your, you're not thinking about it, you're just doing it. I can assure you, no, 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 I can promise you that you will live your best audacious life ever. I love that, and you know. Hanging on disrupt the norm for a little bit. You know, the norm yeah. is and essentially probably somebody's rut, you know, that they followed what everybody else is doing or what everybody else said, this is what success is. And they get there and they're like, I feel stuck. I feel like I'm just really? doing the same non-productive behaviors and activities that aren't getting me to where I want to be. And you talked about uh, the the Wright brothers when they were designing the, the first craft to fly. And, uh, you know, something I learned recently was that they weren't the only ones working on how to get a plane up in the air. The interesting thing about them was that 
everybody else was looking at how do you build a strong enough engine, a big enough, powerful enough engine that'll just overcome air. Right. And the Wright brothers were like, oh, that's cute. We're going to kind of be like birds and we're going to get the lightest frame we could come up with yes. and use the lightest engine we can use. Uh, which went against everybody's paradigm. They're like, oh, no, 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 you obviously aren't going to make this work. And then, you know, however much time went by, they're the ones who actually got their craft off the ground uh, because they not only disrupted the norm of you can never fly, they also disrupt the norm no. of the approach to how to solve the issue. And yes, uh, and so for those of you listening in, you, you may not only disrupt the norm from what you're facing, but the way you go about it may be different than what other people say is the key to Got it. And I, I just love that. Uh, Got it. So now your, your podcast, uh, in case everybody you forgot earlier, it's the Audacious Living Podcast. You yes. Can the Apple Podcast, Spotify, all the places where you can listen oh, to nice. podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and then you got your website, bestaudaciouslife.com. I recommend yes. you guys go check it out. Um, anywhere else where you like people to reach out to you if they say, I want Oddly to come talk to my organization. Yeah, I mean, certainly bestaudaciouslife.com is a starting point. Uh, I, uh, I'm an IG guy, so you can find me at the odd man, T-H-E-A-U-D-M-A-N, as opposed to O-D-D-M-A-N, A-U-D-M-A-N. And I, I, I'm, you know, I'm accessible, approachable, absolutely. Um, I love this stuff. I truly do, Jerry. I mean, this this stuff charges me in a major, major way. I, I naturally, I, I, I feel you, 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 we all sort of come to the point where, you know, my purpose is, and, you know, and I truly feel that, you know, my purpose is to be an encourage audaciousness to, to, to let people know that it's okay. You can take that risk. Uh, yeah. I know we can't see what's ha- coming down the stairwell or uh, cause it's dark, but you still should go anyways. Um, and if you have a mishap and it doesn't go right and you can say, okay, you know, fine. It's, it's, I'll, I'll try again. Uh, being bold is scary. There's no question about that. Being bold is scary. It's risky without question, but I guarantee you the risk of not taking that first step, the risk of not demonstrating courageousness, the risk of not being bold, um, is greater than, than what you, of the unknown fear that you think is around the corner. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 I love this stuff. I encourage it. Um, thank you, Jerry. This is awesome. Awesome. Oddly, that is the perfect final word of wisdom right there. And I'm so glad that we were able to get you onto this show. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. You're doing a great job. Uh, love your work. And uh, yeah, keep it going, man. Let's, let's make this world a better place. And for those listening, if you're, you know, if there's someone out there that, that's listening and they, you know, they're on their cusp of making, uh, you know, that decision, you know, and, and they're, 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 they're wavering, they're uncertain. I, I encourage you, you know, that, that audacious, it's, it's inside of you. We all have that inner, that, that, that seed of potential. V- very last final story. And, and I, we'll, we'll get out of here. You know, my, my, I, I'm a father of three, my second daughter, uh, her name is Jalisa. And she was born on the autism spectrum at the age of five. We had her diagnosed and, and we found out that, you know, and, and, this, and this was brand new to us. We didn't know anyone that had it. You know, you know, I think over the years, um, uh, autism has become more and more uh, uh, widely known, more common, and people understand it more. Um, but that, this was at a time it was still kind of fairly unknown. And um, the thing about autism, those on the spectrum, is that it appears in different forms in individuals. Um, it's not the same. And in the case of Jaleesa, uh, her speech was severely delayed. And so, you know, here I am as a father going, oh, my gosh, my, my daughter is never going to say daddy ever again. Like, what's this mean for us? And, and again, this was my, my fear, that false evidence appearing real. Um, it, was, it, it wasn't a real fear. It was based on sort of what I thought. And I could vividly remember one day 
we were driving, I was downtown Toronto and I was driving through this sort of semi-business residential area. And so they had like stores and shops on either side. And was, I was in the front seat, Jaleesa was in the back. And I can hear these random words that were just being spit out. And for the life of me, I'm like, whoa, like, you know, now by this time we, we, we were doing things like speech therapy and that kind of stuff. So there were, her, there were some words in her arsenal, but I was hearing stuff I had never heard before. Butcher, flower, store, open. And what I realized is she wasn't just spitting out random words. She was reading the signs of the stores as we drove by. Wow. And, and, and Jerry, what that says to me, what that says to me is that, you know, her, her potential was always there. She's operating on her own clock. And, and I think that's a really strong lesson for all of us. You know, I, you know, when, you know, when, when I choose to exhibit my greatness and demonstrate it, it could be very different than you, very different from Sally, Tom, or Jim. Uh, but what they do and what I do uh, is, is totally different. And I don't have to worry about them. I've got to worry about what I do for myself. And so um, that was a real eye-opening experience. Uh, and, I'm, and I will say uh, to, you know, to, to our listener, to your listeners, uh, you know, your, 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 your seed of potential is there. And when you choose to unlock it, when you choose to let it out, it, it's, it's on you. But don't not hold, don't, don't hold back. Don't stay small because of what you think may happen. Take that first step and be audacious. Wow. Oddly said it best. Your potential is already there waiting to be tapped into. It was there for his daughter. It's there for you too. Now, if you're taking notes and somehow you missed one of the elements of the bold framework, uh, B stood for better than yesterday. O was outlast adversity. L was live your truth. And D was disrupt the norm. If you do that, you're going to be audaciously and boldly going after your rut to get out of it and live beyond it. Now, if you want to get in touch with Oddly or just see related episodes to this or the the interview I did on his show, go to the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 385. We'll have all that information in the show notes just for you. Now, I'm glad you joined me for this episode and look forward to joining you again on the next one. But until then, go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.